Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led business owners to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and let go of trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business and stop trying to do all the things, we've got you covered. You can start with Sarah or level up with Lisa all right here on this one podcast. It's time to set aside your never-ending to-do list, pop in your earbuds, take a deep breath, and join us each week. We equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business. And we even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. Welcome to the Christian Business Breakdown. We are so excited today to have a special guest, Beth Hess, and she is from Keys to Your Brand Consulting. I had the privilege of meeting Beth and also working with her when I met her back in January at a summit that we were both speaking at. And she just is a master of words. She calls herself the word girl, and she is going to share with us today all about how you can own your amazingness by using your voice to tell the story of your brand, to talk about why you exist, what your clients need, and how you are uniquely designed for success so that you can be successful and also love what you're doing. So join us for this very special episode. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast today, Beth. We are so excited to have you. Will you just give our listeners a little short intro to you, who you are, and what you're all about? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Beth Hess, and I describe myself as a messaging coach, part of the marketing strategy that's important for all business owners to learn more about the words that they use to talk about themselves. And so I have focused really in on those actual words. I'm a former journalist. I've been telling other people's stories my whole life, as I like to say. And so I now have my own business called Keys to Your Brand Consulting, where I help business owners put their amazingness into words. I love that. I love that you have taken what you used to do as a journalist and just gave it a little tweak to now help people in your business. And I know that you call yourself something along the lines of a happy corporate dropout, happy corporate layoff. Would you describe that, you know, what you used to do and what you're doing now? How did that transition come about? So I um, spent a long time in my career in the magazine publishing industry. So directly working with those words and left there at a time um, around the time my son was born, we moved and I transitioned into more of a advertising sales role and the publishing industry in general went through some (laughs) hard times. And then, you know, around COVID, people really tightened up their belts around what they were going to spend around advertising. For sure. And so part of that process in 2020 is that I was laid off from that corporate job, uh, which I actually was hoping to leave anyway. So it all it all worked out. I did not intend in any way at that time to start my own business. It wasn't even on my radar screen. But I had lived in this community. Um, I live in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I lived here a little over 15 years at that point. And I'd gotten to know a lot of business owners in the area in various ways. 
And I just started getting phone calls that said, well, what are you doing now? We need help with this. Can you help with that? And at some point I realized, wait, this might actually be a business on its own that I don't have to go back into a uh, get a job, be in somebody's office, be on their time schedule. And it's been so much fun because I get to see so many different businesses and work with lots of different businesses and not just promote one individual company as their employee. And probably my favorite part of that is that I get to see connections between all those different companies too, what they might need. And so I can bring people together because I know, oh, your goal is this and their goal is that. And if we put you two together, then you would both be successful, which is really my philosophy of marketing anyway, as as you know, if you've looked at any of my thing, that that's all messaging and marketing is. It's just bringing together the what you have with the people who need it most. I love that you make it sound so easy that it's like messaging is just this. Oh, I wish it was that easy, but it really does break down to that. And I love how God used what you were doing to just shift to something new, using all those skills you already had, all those, uh, you know, abilities that you had and just shifting it into something new. Well, and I love how that's so true for so off so many of our businesses in that we God pushes us and puts something in front of us we had no it wasn't on our radar. We had no idea it was coming. And so I love that part of your story. So many of our listeners love to be they really want to be the empowered CEO of their business. And so what are the expert what are you the expert in your business and how are you using the gifts that God has given you to serve people now? Yeah, I love that question and it's one of the things that I use with a lot of my clients as well, I often phrase it in how is what you're doing now the next natural step in who you've always been? And back to that point you made earlier of so often those God-given talents that we have, we take them for granted or we think, oh, well, it's nice that I have that, but I really have to work hard to make up for, for another part of what I'm not as strong in. That we have this idea that if we're not working hard at something, that it's not it's not worth having less. I don't know if that's the right way to say that necessarily. But especially we as Christian women have to remember, I mean, we were given these gifts for mm-hmm. a reason. There's yeah, a reason yeah. that I've been curious my whole life, that I was the one that read a bunch of books that I would, you know, even on a family vacation, would find a place to sort of separate and just observe what was going on. I have very vivid memories of a lake up in New York that was a family cabin that we would go to. And I had like my rock on that lake that when we visited there, that was my sit and think rock and observe the lake and see the world and notice things and ask questions And then I learned I had some natural ability in putting those together with words. I had a teacher in high school who said, you're a good writer. And I went, I am a good writer, right? So looking for those things, and then it just kept going. But I I will tell you that even during that time that I got laid off, my initial instinct was, oh, I have to be all the things to all the people. And I originally set myself up as a brand strategist and I can walk you through your whole brand process and I can help you with everything in your business. And God really had to bring me back to the, well, 
yes, you know that, but what I really made in you, what you're really, really good mm -hmm. at is the words, is the asking good questions, is the expression of self. And I think, this is God talking to me, God said, I think maybe you should stick with what I created you best to do. And that's created opportunities for me to partnership with other people as well that are more skilled in other mm. areas. And so that's very much of the work that I do. I mean, when I talk with a client about what words are we going to use to talk about your business, we go back to, well, what are you naturally gifted at? Why are you doing this? How do you do it your specific way? Because that's what's going to make you unique and different. And yes, that may repel some people. We all get afraid of that. Well, not everybody's going to like that. Well, that's okay. Not everybody needs to like that. That's why there's lots of people who do different types of things out there. But to be most fulfilled, we need to fully be who we are and express that. And then invite the people who want that experience to work mm -hmm. with us. Be willing to just stay in our lane and, and attract the right people. That can be so hard because I think that we just sometimes are innately people pleasers and we want to be that for everyone. And, and that's part of what you help people realize is you actually can't do that. That's not actually realistic. Yeah. And as, as we all know, when we try to please everyone else, the person that ends up most displeased is usually ourself. You say that you are a lifetime question asker and longtime journalist, editor, and marketing specialist that uses all my expertise and experience to put your amazingness into words. That's what you would say to a client. What process do you use to help people achieve that, what you were just describing a minute ago? And why do you think that that is so hard for people to do, to uncover like, yeah, I'm just, I'm good with words. I should just do that instead of trying to do all these things. So what's that process of helping people uncover their amazingness? And why do you think that that's so hard for people? So my process is really very much like this, just sitting down and having conversations with people hearing people's stories, asking follow-up questions. And I think a lot of that does come, again, from my natural curiosity, but also then my journalism training of how do you ask the question to get mm -hmm. a better story? You know, don't ask the same questions as the competitor because then you're just going to have the same story as your competitor and how you get to that. So to me, it's really a series of questions. And in some ways, I'm also fascinated by human psychology. My dad is a therapist. So sometimes I feel like it's almost a therapy style of pulling back layers, asking questions and pausing so people can come to their own conclusions. Mm -hmm. My job is really one of helping you remember who you are and then giving you permission to use that to tell the rest of the world, this is how I'm going to do my business. I love that. Why do, why do we feel like we need permission to do that? But yet we all do. Like, so what you do is so important. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, English teachers of the 80s and 90s, but sometimes I'd like to blame them of the, you know, they taught us all business writing and they taught us how to write professional memos. And they taught us how to sign things sincerely and <laughs> to be more formal in our business writing. And so we all just innately have this sense of, oh, this is about business. I have to be different than the normal 
or when I walk into a board meeting or a right that type of thing it's the I put on nicer clothes I do my hair a little bit better like I'm gonna show up professionally and you know some of that is just a defense mechanism right Mm -hmm. because it's hard to be vulnerable in any situation but part of that was it was just this conditioning and people will still tell you in messaging and marketing that you know people only care what you can do for them they don't care about who you are they just care what you can help them with and I disagree with that I think people very much do care about who they are doing business with. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in a lot of those businesses that are more about coaching and support or even photography, all the service types of industries, especially, but even in product-based things too. I mean, I worked with clients who have retail stores and there's a different way to talk about products as well. But I think we do these days, at least the people that I want to work with, do very much care about the people that they are working together with, that they're partnering with. And, you know, we talk about business being relationship building, and yet we're afraid to treat our marketing like it's a relationship. We're afraid to realize we have to put some of that vulnerability of ourselves out there, especially in businesses where we're asking for vulnerability in return, right? So if I if I'm going to ask you questions Mm -hmm. that are going to get to the heart of who you are and what you're messaging so that you can put that out there, I mean, all that is vulnerable and scary. I have to be willing to model that Mm -hmm. as well. And I have to help create a safe place where then you know who you're talking to. Because you can't share your vulnerability everywhere with everyone and not expect Mm -hmm. to be hurt a little bit. Yeah, that's good. And so it's also about knowing how to bring those right people in the room, like we talked about earlier, of knowing who to invite into the space of hearing your story, who has the right to to hear that and who doesn't. No, I think that's good because that's exactly what I experienced when I got on a call with you about my own messaging. And I'm not a very vulnerable person. I, If you are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 8 and those you know, that group of people tend to shy away from being vulnerable and sharing. And I think it was about 30 seconds into our call and I was already crying. And you're like, (laughs) I was like, what is going on here? This is like totally uncomfortable for me. But you just created that safe space that I knew that you could be one of those people I could invite into my room. I'm not going to share all of those gory details with everyone partially because that's not me, but partially because that's not also necessary in my business. But you do have to find those people that you can share some of that stuff with. So you can get to the bottom of who am I? What do I want to share with the world? What has God asked me to do specifically? What has he equipped me to do? And now how do I say that in a way that attracts people into my business? That's your process. That's what you do. I think you've kept it very simple, which Lisa and I love. We always talk about how we like to overcome complicate things in our business and you just keep it simple. Like you don't have all of these processes and things. It's just like, let's have a conversation. Let's be real here on a Zoom call and get to the bottom of it so that my business can be better as a result of me knowing who I am. And you just help people with that. That's that's your that's your expertise. Yeah. And, and part of my process then too is I actually record that conversation and I put it into a transcription app. So then you have the words 
because what happens as we talk, I would say 95% of my clients, if not more, say, oh, I can talk about my business all day long, but I can't write about it. The truth is, if you've t- if you can talk about it, you've already written everything that you need to have. So when we put it in that transcription app, and I, I usually go through and highlight a, a few phrases and things that, that stood out, but then you have a chance to review too, mm-hmm. because naturally in a conversation, it's happened to all of us multiple times. You're like, wait, that was really good. What did I just, what did I just say? What, what did I just say? What, what just happened there? <laughs> or, you know, your friend will go, oh, that's it. Yeah, that should be in your messaging. That should be in your your marketing or oh, say more about that. And you're like, what well, I don't know what I said. So having a record of that gives us a, a chance to to go back. I do in my work sometimes do actual copywriting for, for people too who say I just I, I can't handle the thought or I don't have time or specialize in whatever. But that process is the same for me, where I go in and I find your words and I take out your personality. I ask those questions where you've basically written everything you need, but it, it, it's kind of like if you had a professional chef, you know, come into and look at all the ingredients in your pantry and they would be like, oh, I know how to make a fantastic meal quickly out of this. And you're like, I'm looking at those exact same ingredients and they make no sense to me at all. Um, so sometimes my work is what I love most in my work is when I can teach people to see their own ingredients in new ways. And then, so now they can make lots and lots of meals is I really want to teach people that own your amazingness process. The secret guys is you are the key to your brand. Yeah. And I just help you unlock those things that you aren't saying so that you can attract more of the right people to you give you permission to say it and feel really good about knowing, yes, this is, this is who I am and this is what I'm, I'm meant to do. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, you guys on the podcast can't see this, but I can see it in that right behind Beth in her office. There's a sign that says own your amazing. And that is like your motto. And so tell us a little bit about what, what is their amazingness? How do you find that? And what is, what does that mean? Yeah, so to me, amazingness is just that essence of you that is nobody else. It's that unique blend of your skills, your training, your you know design, your Enneagram, your personality, that mix of things that is completely and uniquely you. And in the context of, you know, speaking here to other Christian women business owners, it's the understanding that God knew what he was doing when he put that mix together. And when we live out of that essence and aren't so hard about on ourselves about the things that aren't part of our innate amazingness and, and recognizing that everyone else in our world has their own amazingness, and when you bring all those things together, it's really just, it, it, it's not that really like um, prideful type of amazingness. It's not the I'm better than you type of, of sense, but it's, wait a minute, this is who I am. This is who I've design, been designed to be. This is my purpose on the planet and I'm going to own it. And my life works better 
when I mm. stay in my lane, when I work within what I've been created to do, when I own my amazingness. I love that. I think that's amazing. I I resonate with that whole message. But what I struggle with personally, and I know others struggle with, and I don't know if it's a female thing. I don't know if it's a Christian thing. I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel like when we brag or own our amazingness, it feels wrong. It goes back to like what Lisa was saying about why do we need permission to do these things? And so what would you say to someone who's like, well, that's hard for me to own because it feels prideful. I feel like I'm bragging. And what can I do to kind of overcome that. I know it's held me back because I know there are things that I'm really good at. God has given me a gift of teaching. Am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. Do I still have things to learn? Yes. But does it come naturally to me? Absolutely. It just flows from me. But even saying that, I feel like, Ooh, I'm, I'm bragging or like, it's like, look at me. And it's not, it's, it's really more about God gave this to me and it would be wrong for me not to use it. Right. Yeah. I love that way of looking at it. Um, and and you're absolutely right, Sarah. It is hard for all of us um, to brag on ourselves, to put out there the things that, that we're good at. Um, I think we could talk for days about how we have to change our mindset blocks around what we're able to talk about, where we got any of that programming of of you know, don't be too proud, all of those, those types of things. But we know in the Bible, it says to some were given the gift of, right? And it lists all the gifts and it says we all have the gifts. Yes. And while we naturally tend to like kind of downplay our, our own gift, sometimes the best way to find it is actually to, to ask the people around you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I think what happens a lot is what we do naturally, what we think is easy. First of all, we tend to think it's easy for everyone else. Yes. It takes a long time in our lives to realize, oh, wait, not everybody can do this. Right. And so first of all, just acknowledge it as something special. And we do this for other people, right? We'll look at other people and like, oh my gosh, she's so good at putting her outfits together, or she's so good at knowing how to support people who are having hard times, or she's so good at. And if I would almost bet you money that if you went and said that mm -hmm. to that person, they would be like, oh yeah, that just comes naturally. So ask the people around you because you're probably not seeing most of what you actually do the best, mm -hmm. which is why it takes a third party or someone like me to come in and say, no, tell me how you do stuff. And then I go, that's what you should be talking more about. So some great questions for that or even self-reflection mm -hmm. questions. What do people often ask my advice about? Mm -hmm. What do people come to me with? If you start to recognize, hey, when people are struggling with an issue and they need to learn something new, they tend to come to me when they need to be taught something. They tend to come to me when they want advice on X. Well, then other people are seeing your natural abilities. And I do often include in my questionnaire um, a question about a favorite childhood memory because often that will trigger something that you really loved to do. Mm -hmm. And we as children tend to gravitate to the things that we're naturally good at, that we enjoy the most, right? We haven't had all the programming yet of, well, you have to try this too and you have to do that. So if you think back to 
you know, what made you really happy as a kid? If you had, you could spend your day doing anything you wanted, what was it? And then what's the elements of that that you've brought into, you know, grown up land that you can say, wait, that must have been an, an innate gift. And beyond that, you just have to, you just have to practice it. You just have to step a little bit further out. And so maybe it's not a, hey, everybody, I'm invited you all here today to give you a list of everything I'm good at. (laughs) That's not your intent. But you can start to sprinkle in things like, you guys, I think maybe I've realized I'm good at, or I I once was in a a business group and we actually um, challenged each other to write a list of 100 things I'm good at. And some of it is like, you know, I'm good at always knowing where the remote control is or right? like awesome. some of those things kind of come out. I'm, I'm, I make a mean bowl of cereal for dinner, right? Fine. <laughs> and that's okay. But when you have to list a hundred of them, you sort of start to find those, those other types of things, but you also start to see some of the crossover. It's like, okay, wait, all those things kind of seem to be about organization or they seem to be about teaching or they seem to be about caring for people or they, right? So when you start to see all those common threads and other people are saying to you, oh gosh, yes, of course, that's what we've always seen in you. That's when you go, okay, now now I'm on. Yes. I love all that. And I feel like there's some really good action steps in here. I hope everyone has been taking notes on this episode because there are so many good nuggets in here that you've given us, Beth. Like a couple things for me that have really stood out is like maybe sitting down and like recording yourself talking about your business and then listening back to it or or doing a transcript and then asking other people what you're really good at. And then I love the idea of writing down a hundred things that you're good at because we oftentimes, like Sarah said, we don't want to have that. We, we shy away from that. Like, oh, I don't want to be braggy. I don't want to be prideful. But you are good at things. God did gift you in certain areas. And so being able to write all those down, I think that's such a good idea. But what what would would you like people to take away, take away from this episode? So owning your amazingness has to start from the mindset that you're already amazing. And that's where I come from. I've actually written a, a manifesto for We at Keys to Your Brand Believe. And the first line is, we believe you're already amazing. And that is not up for discussion. And other people who don't believe that doesn't diminish your amazingness one bit. And I believe my job on this planet, like I said earlier, is to remind people who they are. So I hope that if you've listened to this episode today, you've at least come to recognize your own amazingness in some way. And to be able to find something that you recognize in yourself Hmm. a little bit differently and then build from there. I kind of condense what I do into this four little lines that sometimes I I post on my my page to remind people. It's, you are amazing. People want Hmm. what you sell. When you own your amazingness, people will buy it. And that's one of those really simple but hard to do kind of of things Hmm. as well. But when you strip it back to that kind of level, I I hope that people today have gotten a little bit of permission to feel that pride in themselves. Um, If it helps to think of it as a, you know, thank you, God, for making me X or a gratitude type list for who I am, then, then that's great. But 
I don't believe that, you know, God gifted us things that he meant for us to, to hide. That song that we used to sing when I was a kid, you know, the hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to no. let it shine song is coming to my mind right now. Don't hide your amazingness. God, God gave it to you. He he wants you to to use it. You heard it here from Beth. You have permission to own your amazingness and you don't even need her permission. You just have that affirmation to do that and to step out into it and to to bring that into your business because people do buy from that, um, buy from people that they know and they buy from people who know themselves because they know what they have to offer. Um, and so I, I appreciate that word. I needed to hear that today for myself. So thank you. As we wrap up today, we end our sessions with guests with some rapid fire questions. Are you up for a few before we close today? I'm usually the question asker, but I'll try to do my best in the hot seat. All right. Okay. It's going to be stretching for you. Okay. There you go. So what's one thing you've consumed in the last month that has been life giving? That could be a podcast, a book, food, TV, you know, whatever that you've consumed that's been life-giving. I watched um, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. And so some people will say, oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth, of course, right? But seriously, guys, the final episode, skip all, skip one through four if you have to, but episodes five and six were some of the most powerful things I've seen on TV in a really long time. And it was around this idea of accepting the things in our life that we might not want mm -hmm. to have there, but still recognizing that that too has been God placed. And then what are you going to do about that? Mm -hmm. And you actually watch Chris go through his own journey with that um, actual mm -hmm. information in his, in his life. And it um, was pretty wow. powerful. Adding it to my list. <laughs> okay. Uh, what TV, movie, or book character do you most closely relate to? Indiana Jones is like, I say Indiana Jones is my Ooh. spirit animal. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay <laughs> to say or not. But, Absolutely. And I always loved Indiana Jones. And then as I learned more about things like the Enneagram and brand personalities and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So to me, Indiana Jones is the perfect mix of the professor who learns all the information and has that, but then goes out and has really cool adventures with it. So if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a five wing four. So love, give me all the data, but then I, my four wing is like, okay, we've learned enough. Now let's go do something fun with it. And um, yeah, Indiana Jones just kind of embodies that for me. And so I'm so excited. There's a new movie coming out this summer. I can't yes. believe Harrison Ford is 80 years old, but I know it's crazy. I am here for it anyway. There you go. Yes. I love Indiana Jones. That's good. That's good. Yes. And we have to do that in our business, right? We can't just hoard knowledge and then hope that things are going to happen. We have to go out and be willing to take that adventure. Um, what is your favorite Bible verse or story? My favorite book of the Bible, the one I go back to often is the book of Habakkuk. Ooh, I love Habakkuk. It's an unusual choice. But if you read through the book of Habakkuk, it's actually a conversation yeah. between Habakkuk and God. Mm -hmm. And Habakkuk is starting out with the, why are you letting this happen to me? What's going on here? How long are you going to make me suffer? And God talks back, not talks back, but God answers Habakkuk right. 
at his level. And the whole book is a back and forth of conversation with God that by the end, Habakkuk has said, all right, God, even if the things that I want to change aren't going to change, still, I will praise you. I've actually did a a journaling course around that one time in a, in a group. And um, just that realism of God doesn't shy away from our what the hecks, but nor does he say, you know, because I'm God and I can, but actually the way God speaks to Habakkuk's heart throughout all of that is just a very personal reflection mm. to me of, of the God that I like to hang out with. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. Love it. I was just reading in James from the the message and the the way that it translated it was, do you need help? Ask God and he will answer you without being condescending. And I just, that was just such a good word to me, just like in Habakkuk, like he's not going to be condescending. He wants to talk to us. He's, he's not going to be like I am when my kids ask me for help doing the same thing over and over. And, you know, I kind of roll my eyes and, you know, my husband is always like, you're going to get whiplash from rolling your eyes like that. You know, it's like, God doesn't do that. He's not condescending. He is so loving. He is so gracious and he is so merciful to us. So that is a, that is a great word for today. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Beth, for being with us today. We appreciate your words and hopefully this has been helpful to our listeners. But what is the best place for people to find you if they want to work with you or learn all your goodies and learn how to be amazing? So keys to your brand.com is my website. On Instagram, you'll find me at Beth Builds Brands. If you put that in Facebook, it will pull up my keys to your brand site as as well. And where I'm having most conversation with folks is actually in a private Facebook group for folks who own their own businesses or, or in marketing positions in businesses. And um, that's called Unlocked Brands if you go to Facebook groups. Awesome. We will put all of those links in the show notes so that you can find Beth and connect with her. She's also given us the link to six questions that you can ask yourself to unlock your own amazingness. Um, and so I would highly recommend that you grab that and also connect with Beth. It will be well worth your time and effort um, to sit with her and chat with her. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope you have a great week. Before we go, we have a quick thing that we want to talk to you about of something exciting that we have coming up this summer. If you are struggling with something in your business, you're having trouble breaking through on something, you want to create something new, and you just can't make it happen, well, we have something for you. July Thursday, July 19th through Sunday, July 23rd, in the beautiful mountains of Colorado, we are hosting a Make It Happen weekend. This is a time where we're going to come together as business owners. We're going to iron sharpens iron. We're going to help you break through something on your business. We're going to give you really concentrated time. We're going to have things that lead up to this weekend to help you prepare so that you can make the most of this time coming together and breaking through something in your business. We would love to have you come with us. You can head to thechristianbusinessbreakdown.com slash make it happen or the link is in our show notes. We would love to have you come and participate. Take a hold of your business and make it something amazing to start the school year and the second half of 2023. Head to our show notes for more information. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way. 